Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee because we are ready to hit the ground running with this brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd, and I'm so excited to introduce my wife of 18 years and new radio partner, Deidre. Hello. Hi. Are you excited? (laughs) Are you nervous? so nervous (laughs) so like the last time you did you did co-host uh a week of the back row morning show long before we joined love thy nerd yeah i do remember being up here for something yeah you did Mm -hmm. at least one week you were up here you were up uh over the other place for the podcast several times like the old podcast yeah 2016 2018 Mm-hmm. But it's been at least three years, I think, since you've oh, done wow. anything wow. with me. So um, we're trying new things out. So we're excited. Yeah. Uh, Deidre and I have actually been talking about doing this for a little while, um, even before it was in our radar of, you know, whenever it's going to happen. Uh, and so this is going to be a new thing for us. But I... Uh, I hope you will forgive the little bit of awkwardness that we'll have as we kind of start fresh here and and learn. Deidre doesn't Deidre doesn't really know my radio show personality as well, <laughs> so it, it'll be it'll be weird. It'll be a little weird. Mm. I'm a, I'm a bit of a different person sometimes. <clears throat> she knows a lot of me. But this is one part that she hasn't been invested. <laughs> Are you commenting on the fact that I'm not a frequent listener? Uh, what? No. What? <clears throat> you didn't listen to my show. That's all right. It's fine. I'll support the things I do. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, I didn't listen either, but I lived them. Yeah, it's because I lived them. Uh, Later in the show, we're going to be talking about church culture and nerd culture in the 80s to kick off a week of talking about how these two cultures have crossed paths in the past and what the future holds. But first, most of you know me uh, as I was one of the hosts of the last morning show for 581 episodes, over 300 of which were here on LT and radio. But aside from the stories I've told you uh, about her over the past five years, you don't really know much about Deidre. So we have got a list of questions uh, from our Discord shiners. And if you are watching us live on Twitch as we record, you can also add your questions in the Twitch chat while we're talking. Uh, but let's let's dive in. We got some interview questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Ready. Some of these are about me. So oh. you get to answer that too. But the first one, and I'm going to put a caveat. The first question is about favorites. And Deja doesn't have favorites. She made it very clear. Don't ask me what my favorite thing is, because I don't know. So you're immediately going to start. We're jumping right in. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm going to say what I'm going to amend Lark's question. So Lark asked, your, "What's your favorite nerdy thing?" I'm going to amend. What are some of your favorite nerdy things? Ooh, okay. You don't have to commit to one favorite. Thank you, thank you. Um, that's so broad. <laughs> wow. I, I um. Like when you think of nerdiness in your life, what immediately jumps out? I don't know, because it's like Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. the classic <laughs> one for your family. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek, for sure. Yeah. Um, grew up watching it. I even like DS9. I'm sorry, but no, I most do. People, most people love DS9. It's me that doesn't <laughs> like DS9. <laughs> most uh, people hate Voyager. Like, that's my favorite one. That's my favorite. And most people love DS9. I'm like, that's the most boring (laughs) Star Trek show on the planet. They don't go anywhere. (laughs) Look at the chat already. (laughs) DS9 is awesome. I love DS9. (laughs) I could not get into it. I've watched the whole thing. I could not. The entire seven seasons could not get into it. Could not get excited about it. Christian says you're friends now, so that's okay. good. <laughs> uh, you also nerd out on uh, old TV shows. MASH, okay. Quantum Leap. Is that nerdy? I don't yeah, know. You can be nerdy about anything. Okay. That's what we learn here. All right. I love thy nerd. <laughs> I love MASH. I think it's hilarious. I like watching MASH it. MASH is good. Yes. But you have been watching Quantum Leap lately. That's like your yes, current, yes. current fixation. And they do a really good job i was noticing you know i watched it when we were little you know you don't catch all the stuff right Mm -hmm. and he does a really good job of like being a different person every having to yeah having to act in a different thing it reminds me some i mean it's not as impressive because he's doing it in every episode but in the flash tv series the guy that plays Harrison Wells, who in the first series was like the reverse Flash. Like, you watched that part with me, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a different version of himself in every single series. And I thought that's got to be one of oh. the f- uh, the most fun characters to play. Because he's from every season, it's like a different Harrison Wells from a different uh, Earth, you know, a different multiverse Earth. And I'm like, that's got to be really fun. Yeah. Like, he was a Sherlock character one season. He was... A character that wasn't really smart one season, a character losing his smarts one season, <laughs> like an explorer, like a like a geologist or whatever once like just just really fun stuff. And then of course wow. the villain, he gets to be the villain, the secret villain every now and then. Uh, speaking of Scott Bakula, Star Trek Enterprise. Did you like Enterprise? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't okay. like how it ended. You know. But I like. Most it. people didn't like how it ended. I kind of liked it. I don't know why. And I've seen it recently, too, that final <laughs> ending, because people were, were griping about it uh, in something I watched. I'm like, I want to see that again, see if people are really giving it a fair shake. I understand. the. I think the, the problem was it felt like a Star Trek Next Generation kind of show instead of a proper ending. I get that. Yeah. But when you got canceled and you had to throw everything together at the very end, I think they did an okay job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a nod to the most popular Star Trek series ever. So come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Ending was boo, boo. All right. That was only one question. Uh, Silver wants to know what Matt does to embarrass you. 
What's something I do that embarrasses you besides put you on camera in front of a bunch of people? <laughs> that embarrasses me. Um, geez. You hear that? You hear I that, everyone? <laughs> Struggling to come up with an answer. To come to up question. with one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of town. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm like trying to think when we're when we're with people. Is there anything you do when we're with people? Leave abruptly. I, I would just say his shyness. Yeah, would be. I'm yeah. I don't I'm even know that it's embarrassing. Yeah, annoying. Because um, it does yeah. tend to make I can't, me. Just leave. I can't get this guy to go out for anything. Like uh, Tuesday night, we have you know someone's like. Hey, we're gonna have a bunch of people over, and I know I'm just gonna be there by myself with the kids. Have fun. <laughs> Matt's gonna be like, "Oh, I got LTN stuff. Well, I, I can't. I can't I do, do it." it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that I have so much work. Blame Bubba. He puts so much, so much uh, pressure on me. To, yeah, to yeah. be amazing. <laughs> so, the fact that he will talk to you guys for four hours straight. <laughs> But, but can't, not, not can't, to someone that I I see every week. Can't shake hands with people at church. I mean, oh gosh, we're talking about bringing that back here, and I'm really sad. Everyone's excited. We got rid of it yes. for COVID, and everyone's like, "Hey, how come we don't do handshake time anymore?" Like, and I Man. said, "I said it's my husband. That's why." <laughs> It is my husband. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for those 10 tier one subs. I love that in our community. You are fantastic. You've done 201 of these, by the way. That's fan. That's, that's out of, out of this world. That's amazing. <laughs> Everybody enjoy your, uh, your re-upped subscriptions here. Uh, all right. We got uh, a little bit of time left. Let's see here. Has the pop collection caused a fight? This is caffeine asking this question. Um, only like if he said to me, okay, I'm done. I'm not getting any more. <laughs> and then he's like out of the house and we get a package in the mail and I open it up and it's a pop. Yeah. That's happened like, a few times. When did you, oh, that's something I pre-ordered <laughs> three were, months ago. Several of them were. Okay. <laughs> there was a couple that I'm like, oh, I definitely bought that a long time ago. Totally for, <laughs> forgot about that. I didn't buy that this month. <laughs> we do have, we do have a standing agreement that I am allowed to buy anything that's Green Lantern related <laughs> for Pops. But so some of those were that, and you can't get mad at me for that because it's part of the agreement. And I guess I'm trying to <laughs> that remember. That hasn't happened in a while, though. Yeah, yeah. The Pops, you know, I think from from the beginning, I was like, those are not invading my living room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You find somewhere else for those to go. <laughs> uh, Look, it's your fault that they exist at all. <laughs> You bought, I had one, I had a single one and I was fine with just having that single one. And you bought me two more for my birthday, I think. And that kickstarted the, all right, I have to have all of them. Now. Well, now I need them. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally impossible to have them all now. Uh, Stephen J really says handshake time is the worst. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Where are you going to put these? You have no room for the pops you had, Patrick, once a week. <laughs> uh, 350. I feel like that's probably about. No, nah, I, I feel like I'm a little under 300 at the moment. 
But there was a time where I was up at like 500. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we got rid of a lot. Yeah. We, we I culled, was fully supportive of that. <laughs> we, culled, we culled a lot of them and gave them away. <laughs> Decided to stick to just a few brands. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wandering Knight wants to know, how did you first meet? And what were the first nerdy things you had in common? Um, first met at our, at our church Mm -hmm. at Highland Baptist, um, in the youth group, in the youth group. He doesn't remember, but I was in sixth grade when I met him and he was in youth group and I was not. Oh, I don't. So the first memory I have of Matthew is telling me, you're not supposed to be in the youth room as a sixth grader trying to, you know, (laughs) trying to sneak in there, you know, feeling feeling too old for the kids. So I'm going to sneak into this youth room. I mean, there's couches in there. It's a fun place. And uh, yeah. So that's my first memory of him kicking me out of the youth room. Did I kick you out successfully? (laughs) Did you leave? I probably left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really stand up for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) First nerdy thing we had in common is probably Star Trek, right? Did you did you watch? That's what I was going to oh, ask. Yeah, did you yeah. watch Star Trek before, before we met? Uh, no, or I didn't did really. I, I didn't really. It? I didn't really watch the series so much, um, but I did watch the movies, both um, Generations and First Contact. Those were my first two experiences with Star Trek, and I loved them. Even though I didn't know the characters, had no connection. I know who Captain Kirk was, mm-hmm. you know, so I got that much, and I knew who Picard was. I knew the characters mm-hmm. from, you know, magazines or whatever, but uh, I saw those two movies. I remember having the posters up in my house in Hobbs before we even moved here, so I had a, I had a, a liking towards it, but I hadn't experienced the whole gamut of Star Trek until I started becoming a part of your family. Gotcha. Which your parents did a, and still do, your dad still does, uh, Star a Star Trek, Trek night mm-hmm. uh, every week. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for years, just going through every single series. And now your dad still goes over uh, with a, a couple friend of theirs. Mm-hmm. And they're in the, the new shows right now, which is... They don't like it. was weird. They don't like it much. (laughs) (laughs) I did tell your dad about season three of Picard, though, that he probably will like that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. All right. We're we're at the last minute here of this section, so let's do one more. Um, Not that one. Okay. Josh, uh, the boss, wants to know what alternative names uh, can we embrace? Oh, no, that's for Shiners. Never mind. Not for you. Uh, how much has, Tristan's asking, how much has Matt's nerdiness rubbed off on Daedra? I don't know. Have I, I made you nerdier? Are you sufficiently nerdy on your own? I feel like I'm already nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess video games. I was like never into Mario video games at all and... Now I play just the racing one. <laughs> okay. We also play Animal Crossing literally every day and have oh, for the last okay. several years. See, there, there's like something nerdy. <laughs> I have Animal Crossing Pocket Camp she's on still, my she's, phone. I think she's the last person I am not. playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and 
<laughs> I have been an avid player for years. Act, very active daily. At yeah. least 15 minutes to 20 minutes every morning and night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, only that more. much. Way, only that only, much. <laughs> I said at least. <laughs> Um, I'm going to ask, we have one last question I think here. And so I'm going to go ahead and let, uh, us do that. Even though we're over time, okay. what is your perfect date with Matt? Both a realistic one and a sky's the limit one. This is from Hillary. KY redhead. Um, so really, I just love going to dinner and a movie. Simple I, that's stuff. our, that's our classic yeah, picking out on popcorn. My perfect date would be him letting me eat the popcorn before the previous start. Because we have to get there 15 minutes early and just sit there with a bag of popcorn that we're not eating. <laughs> oh, I'm going to air out some laundry. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Mo. In the chat, she says mini golf. She's reminding us of mini golf. Oh, yeah. We like mini golf a lot. Yes. We went on um, a like a 12 day drive around the country kind of thing as a little bit of a baby moon before we started trying for our third. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried to, I think we did a mini golf at every single stop or try to at so. every single stop. I think we found one for every stop. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So that's, that's not necessarily maybe a date, but that's more of a, just like a, a thing that we like to do when we go somewhere else, go out of town. Yeah. Cause we haven't been mini golfing here in years and we have a pretty decent mini golf place here, but we just have no it's children. Golf. They stop you from doing <laughs> Children like stop that. you from doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Children are the worst. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to stop it right there and take our first break. When we come back, we've got a nerdy news story. And I just read Deidre's line because I'm not used to. Hey, Deidre, let's, let's try that again. We're going to stop it right there and take our first break. When we come back, we've got today's nerdy news story. Welcome to the lightning round brought to you by Moviga. I'm Lee with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Another writer strike blow is a struck as production is on hold for Marvel's Daredevil and DC's Penguin. I gotta say, the more things can be put on hold, the better. In my opinion, the wealth distribution in media is a little whack. And if people are fighting for their ability to earn a living wage, more power to them. I just wish the execs would agree and get that ball rolling with ending these strikes. It's not often that we can announce a movie or game title being moved up in release date. Most of the time, we're disappointed time and time again with the entertainment that we want ASAP being delayed. Disney announces that Deadpool 3 has been moved up by six months to release in May 2024. I love it. I hope this holds true because a lot can happen in a year, especially with things like writer strikes. Here's hoping for a success story. In Call of Duty news, Activision has pulled Nick Merck's operator bundle from the store after Nick tweeted about his desire to be a parent who teaches his kids as opposed to others doing so. Now that's a very brief synopsis of a very complicated exchange, but it would seem to me that Activision jumped the gun here thinking that Nick's original comment was hateful. But after he defends himself stating that he has nothing but love in his heart for all people, Activision still pulled the plug. 
Other streamers have joined in solidarity as Dr. Disrespect uninstalls COD live on stream, and Tim the Tatman asks Activision to remove his operator bundle from the store as well. I'm sure we'll get more updates on this because it is a very complicated and developing story, but it's sad when people on all sides of any issue make up their mind on someone's intention or meaning. My opinion, as I think is always the best policy, is be excellent to each other. Thanks for that, Bill and Ted. We just had a ton of news announced from Summer Games Fest, Xbox Showcase, Starfield Direct, and Ubisoft Forward. There's so much news, but be sure to give the Movica Podcast a listen if you haven't already, because in this most recent episode, we did our best to break down the big announcements from all those reveals. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. and shine nerds ltn's brand new morning show and there are four ways you can experience our show if you prefer to see our smiling faces each morning you can join the youtube premiere of each episode at 10 a.m eastern time while we are are not actually live during those premieres i will be live in the youtube chat watching along uh, under the love thy nerd handle and chatting with you guys let's talk about film delays Deidre, I don't know if you're aware, but for the last several weeks, I've been talking to you about the writer's strike. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's starting to really affect things. So we had the big big list of, of phase five and six movies coming out for Marvel that were supposed to wrap up with the kind of big two-parter Avengers The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, um, which would be coming out in May of 2025 and then May of 2026. Everything is being pushed back about six months to a year. So Captain America Brave New World was supposed to come out May of 2024. That's being pushed to July of that year. Thunderbolts pushed from July to December of that year. Blade being pushed from uh, September 24 to uh, February of 2025. Deadpool 3 was supposed to come out in November of 24. It is now uh, May of 25, I believe. I think they wrote that wrong because it says 24. They bumped it up. I don't think that's right. (laughs) Fantastic Four was supposed to come out in February of 2025. It's been moved to May. But uh, the Kang Dynasty and the Secret Wars Avengers movies have both been pushed back an entire year. So everything is being dragged out. Now, the um, the news broke recently about the Deadpool movie that Ryan Reynolds, they're still filming it, but Ryan Reynolds, who is famously known for going off script and ad-libbing in his movies, mm-hmm. is not allowed to do that because part of the writer's strike thing is that I'm pretty sure the way it's laid out is that if you are going to alter what's written in the script, a writer has to be present on set, like as a part of agreements with the Writers Guild of America already, like the union itself. And so if they're going to film this movie, it has to be filmed exactly as written with no ad-libbing, 
Uh, and that's usually where the kind of like the best jokes come from. You know, you're in the moment, you're right. living the scene person to person. So it's either that or ad lib the entire movie and not use any of the script. Wow. <laughs> wow. Any of the ideas all gone. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the last time this happened, the last time we had the writers uh, guild strike was back in, I don't remember the year, but we, I think it was 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. That stopped like everything mm -hmm. that killed, mm -hmm. that killed. My name is Earl. It killed heroes. Uh, he oh gosh, <laughs> that Don't was the worst. <laughs> I loved heroes so much. That first season of heroes, still one of the best seasons of any TV show ever. Yeah. And then that second season was going good and it had a lot of good setup and I was excited to see what was happening. And you watched the, we bought the DVD of that. You watch that. You see where the shift changes. Mm -hmm. One episode to the next episode that had like six months in between it. And you're just like, whoa, they're just abandoning so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And they changed so much stuff without like any explanation. And it was so sad. And they never really got their footing back. They still went on for like two more seasons. They had the season three, the season four. Yeah. Season four was like that weird carnival season. And that was oh, actually yeah. kind of okay. Mm -hmm. it, like it got some traction. Mm -hmm. um, and then they had a reboot like seven years later. They had a reboot season that also. I haven't nowhere. seen that one. Yeah. I, don't, I think we watched like the first episode together and we're like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to catch the magic. <laughs> um, I think so. I think it's. Like you're telling me all these movies they've paused. Yeah. I feel like that's better than trying to go on without the writers. Absolutely. And I, th I really think they should do that for Deadpool, too. Uh, Mo here in the chat says it kind of sucks. It takes away the organic quality of the comedy, um, which is exactly right, especially mm -hmm. when you have someone who is so good at ad-libbing things or, or, you know, coming up with different takes on a line or different delivery mm -hmm. to to have a movie without that, have a Deadpool movie right. alone, just with that character. That character itself is, is so prone to the ad-libbing and the fourth wall breaking and stuff like that mm -hmm. to try and do that, which might be the last Deadpool movie and likely is the last movie with uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in it. You want that to be as best, the best it can be. Right. Uh, so Hollywood, could you please, could you please pay the writers what they're supposed to get paid? I find that's one of the things I find amazing is that there, there are so many writers who work on like big budget things mm -hmm. that are still like living in their car. Part of that is the fact that they're in Hollywood and rent for a studio apartment is $2,000 a month. Yeah, but, but I mean like. That's kind of messed up. How, how can how can you be working? For, how can you be writing for Marvel or whatever and be living in your car? You can't afford a basic necessities. Right. I feel like you could find some money somewhere. <laughs> in that Take it from the billions of dollars you're making with every movie, even the bad ones. <laughs> like even the worst Marvel movies are better than make more money than most other movies ever made. So. Let's uh, let's get on that. Huh? Uh, so the belief is that several of these delays are caused by the writers' strike of, of America. You know the Writers Guild strike, but 
Uh, there's also the possibility that some of these delays are because of Jonathan Majors, who's playing the villain, Kang, multiple versions of Kang, uh, the guy from Loki, the bad guy in Loki. Uh, I still don't know. <laughs> the, guy, the time guy at the end of Loki, the, the, who the... died, and then all the branches started coming out. You don't remember? Okay, like the big, yeah. He the big was guy like at the, the big, end, yeah. The okay. big guy at the end, the okay. big guy in the castle. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, she hasn't seen Quantumania yet, so we, we need to, we, we got to watch that together. Uh, but... He he got kind of kind of a scandal, kind of a Uh-oh. kind of an abusive scandal thing a few months ago. Oh goodness! And so they're like, well, he's <laughs> we already have this this uh, teaser thing at the end of Quantumania where he's literally playing every character, so we can't even be like, oh, it's the multiverse. He's a different person over here, uh, and so it's either replace him or go on with him. Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash in the new Flash movie that just came out has had the same problem. He's been arrested and accused of abuse and all these kind of things. You're like, well, do we replace him or do we not replace him? We've already filmed this movie. This movie's pretty pivotal to what we're doing. So both companies kind of in that boat, and it looks like both of them are just going to stick with these actors despite people being upset about it. I don't know. Hmm. But if they are replacing him, it would make sense that they're delaying all these movies six months to a year if they're having to get a whole new character. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm willing to bet it's mostly just strike related, because I don't see how they can get away with replacing him. I don't think people would. I think people would prefer that he be replaced, but at the same time, it would screw up everything that they've already done. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, I don't know what you tried to write there, Mo. <laughs> kind of a scandal, <laughs> yeah. Kind of a scandal, a little bit of scandal. <sighs> Kang, thank you. Slays uh, aren't helping. <laughs> but see, I still don't know what the rest of that sentence was. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we'll move. <laughs> Let's take one more break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be diving into the main topic: the crossroads of church and nerd cultures. After me, we got missing nights from our memory. Life's a circus and you're the clown. Control the kingdom, I wear the crown. I'm the voice that whispers one more round. You're a prisoner in a bottle and we are, we are monsters. (laughs) Our grip is tight, we won't let you go. We're riding high when you're living low. Close the window, don't go outside Too much to lose, you don't force to hide We're counting on your suicide We'll take your life, cause we are, we are
We are, we are monsters. Oh, we are, we are monsters. Oh, I'm the needle in your veins, the itch in your skin, the thundering voice screaming, "Let me in!" The fire that burns, the pain that you feel until you go numb, forgetting what's real. I lure you in with my promises of sweet relief with no harnesses. Forget everything that your mama says. I'm your only friend, and we are, we are monsters. <laughs> Our grip is tight. We won't let you go. We're riding high when you're living low. Close the window. Don't go outside. Too much to lose. You're forced to hide. We're counting on your suicide. We'll take your life 'cause we are, we are. We are, we are monsters. Oh, we are, we are monsters. Oh. I'm the voice in your head, overpowering, loud. The pouring rain from a thundercloud. I whisper doubts and shout your shame as you hide from a god you're afraid to name. You could embrace your battles and scars you bear. Lay them at the cross and get some therapy, but you're too afraid of what people think. Convinced you're stuck here, and we are, we are monsters. <laughs> Our grip is tight. We won't let you go. We're riding high when you're living low. Close the window. Don't go outside. Too much to lose. You're forced to hide. We hope you never realize all of these are lies. 'Cause we are, we are. We are, we are monsters. Oh, we are, we are monsters. Oh. Welcome back to Rise and Shine, nerds. LTN's brand new morning show. Before we jump into our main topic today, we've got an article recommendation. This past Friday, we posted a brand new listicle in light of new handheld news. I can't say, listicle threw me off. I'm like, listicle messed everything up. What is that? Do it's I an have article. To start the whole line no, no, over? No, no, it's, it's an article. That's a list. A listicle. <laughs> Just in my head, going. That sounds like a body part. It sounds. It made me want a popsicle. <laughs> is what it did. Oh, <laughs> uh, continue. <laughs> This past Friday, we posted a brand new listicle in light of new handheld news. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Made me want a popsicle real bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Okay. Don't start from the whole sentence. Just start handheld news. 
the new handheld news for PlayStation a couple weeks ago. The 10 greatest handhelds ever. You can find it on the homepage right now on lovethynerd.com. This week we are talking about church culture and nerd culture, faith and fandom, the godly and the geeky, the most high and the sci-fi. I could go on. Uh, (laughs) Since the the 1980s, really before that, but in this specific instance, the church has had a strained relationship with nerds because of an event we have dubbed the Satanic Panic. Uh, It was real panic over things like uh, ritual abuse or uh, kidnapping, Satan worship, magic, things of that nature. Uh, that started labeling everything that looked or sounded anti-Christian as satanic. Uh, Now, not all fears were illegitimate. Uh, At first glance, you could see why some of these things might cause people to uh, take a pause, want to just like, you know what? I'm not sure if this is satanic or not, but it looks like it might be. It sounds like some of the stuff that is. So I'm just going to not even, I don't want to be a part of it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, you, I mean, magic stuff, especially back in the 80s. Like today we're a little bit more relaxed about like the fantasy genre, you know, magic kind of thing. But Right, right. But back yeah. then I could see how that would be a little bit more... Uh, concerning for parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that came uh, under fire was Dungeons and Dragons, which, uh, I mean, it's it's essentially a living board game. You know, you're you're playing through a story. Right. But I think just the fact that, like, just the title made people nervous. Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. And see, but you're that's, not playing that. That's kind of, and I, and I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's part of the problem is that neither one of those words are really evil. That's true. They just sound evil adjacent. Dungeons? What happens in dungeons? Terrible things. Dragons? They're not real, but they're scary. <laughs> I mean, I bet too that. Dungeons and Dragons specifically, they didn't like that there were die in there, the dice. You oh, know? I, well, because that was you know gambling and. Stuff. I mean, they had Monopoly. I don't think they had problems with Monopoly. <laughs> but I guess I the different know. different die, scarier die, twenty yeah. sided die. Like I can remember. Why do you need so many sides? It's scandalous. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get that, and. The, it, it, what what started happening was a bit of specious reasoning. And so there were instances where there were people, children, teenagers, who had either taken their own life or taken somebody else's life. And so in examining the behavior of that child after the incident, they learned, well, they played Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And so the specious reasoning was, well, these three people who did terrible things played Dungeons and Dragons. They all have that in common. Therefore, Dungeons and Dragons must be the cause cause of that. (laughs) And that kind of reasoning is dangerous because I'm sure they all also brush their teeth. Mm -hmm. So should we stop uh, 
advocating for oral health. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, those kind of things can be, I mean, and we kind of saw that with the, the Columbine shooting as well, which happened, you know, when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. They said, well, they both played, I think it was Call of Duty or something of that nature. They both played that. And so they must have learned their love for, you know, killing people randomly from playing video games. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I can see where you can draw that conclusion. Mm-hmm. But it also has no real bearing because there's billions of people who play Call of Duty or other kind of RPG games who have never harmed a fly. So that's that's kind of where this started. Uh, for a good representation of what the prevailing church feeling around D&D was, uh, you need only look at the chick track on the matter that is still in circulation. It's out of print However, you can still order them in quantities of 10,000 and only 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> so they still have plenty of them. That's telling me they have plenty. So it starts, Chick Tracks, Chick Tracks, for those of you who don't know, they were, they were like little comic book based tracks, but they are very like hardcore fundamentalist kind of mindset, uh, bordering on the same mindset as like Westboro Baptist church. Like it's, it's, it's getting real, real close to that kind of thing. We're like, just there's there. Everything is sending you to hell essentially kind of thing. Well, and so, well, everything is, is everything <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it's like, if you like anything, then it's sending you to hell. <laughs> uh, so this one actually starts out with, a bunch of people playing Dungeons and Dragons and the dungeon master's like, okay, wizard, cast your spell. And the wizard says, okay, dungeon master, my spell of light blinds the monster and it kills another character on the board. And in this game, it's like, all right, well, you're dead. Now you have to leave. Get out of here. You can never play again. Like it gets, very, they don't do that. You die in the game. They don't, they don't make you, all right, get out. Get out. <laughs> Your character's dead. You lost. You're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but after the game, the comic then goes, the dungeon master goes to the girl that cast that spell of light and says, Debbie, your cleric has been raised to the eighth level. I think it's time that you learn how to really cast spells. Oh, my God. She goes, you mean you're going to teach me how to have the real power? (laughs) Yes, you have the personality for it now. (laughs) And it jumps. Wow. (laughs) From them playing, like talking around the table at someone's house to suddenly they are in this massive room with a giant pentagram on the ground. There's 20 monks dressed in hoods or whatever and like this ritualistic table. It's the intense occult training through D&D prepared Debbie to accept the invitation to enter a witch's coven. Oh my god. <laughs> so she became Elfstar, the princess or uh, the priestess of the craft of the Temple of Diana. Just all this weird stuff. He goes, this is fantastic. This makes the game real. It's not a fantasy anymore. Last night I cast my first spell. This is real power. What did you cast, Debbie? I used the mind bondage spell on my father. He was trying to stop me from playing (laughs) D&D. What was the result? He just bought me $200 worth of new D&D figures and manuals. It was great. Wow. (laughs) 
does this sound like a normal human conversation? Uh, And then they go on and the character whose character died at the beginning, who got kicked out, uh, took her own life because her character was dead and she couldn't live without her character. And so now we've seen the girl become an occult witch and be responsible for the death of her friend all because she played D&D. Wow. Uh, It goes on. She tries to leave the coven and gets like screamed at. And (laughs) then she finds um, Mike. Mike is uh, the local Christian guy wearing a school sports jacket saying, I've been praying and fasting for you. Why would you do that for me? (laughs) Because I know what you're involved in. It's spiritual warfare (laughs) that you can't win without the Lord Jesus. So it's completely framed as Dungeons and Dragons is 100% your gateway drug to the occult. Or death. Or death. (laughs) When... In reality, it's much more similar to just acting out a Lord of the Rings novel. Right. Or something of that nature, which was around. It was for the 50s, right? I think it was when Lord of the Rings came out. Like, people knew that. Narnia is almost that old as well. I mean, (laughs) C.S. Lewis, (laughs) avid Christian writer. Yeah. And... J.R.R. Tolkien as well had very uh, had a lot of Christian symbolism in his in his books. So maybe we need a Dungeons and Dragons Jesus character, and then it'll be okay. <laughs> Let's put Father it'll Christmas like, in one of these. Oh, this is we'll Christian right. themed. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons Bible edition. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always the best versions there. of the board game. I'm well, sure there's already there. one out there. <laughs> <laughs> Trivial Pursuit, Dungeons and Dragons, all that. Um, my headphones just went out. There you go, headphones. There we go. Um, so, friendly reminder, if you see a chick track left behind at a gas station or a library or anything, please pick it up and place it directly in the nearest garbage can or lit fire. Um, <laughs> so, this is the kind of stuff we're going on when we were kids. Um, do you remember this kind of sentiment uh, that all things like this led to Satanism? Like, we were going, I don't know if you were on the trip or not. I feel like you were, but I don't quite remember. Uh-huh. But our youth group was going to a news, Newsboys concert. And I think it was Amarillo, Texas. And we were like on the way to the concert. And we were like almost, we were like 20 minutes out. Uh-huh. And we had to stop and turn around and go home. Because there were news stories like coming in that massive amounts of Christian protesters were there to protest the rock music that was going to be happening there. I do not remember that. You don't remember? I don't think you were on the trip. Maybe I was not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was this concert. And wow. <laughs> Ted also says, I've eliminated 50 chick tracks. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. See, I, that's even right here. Uh, Joshua uh, said that he remembers 
the one we're listening to Christian rock is a sin. Yeah. So even news, Newsboys, no. Newsboys was barely Christian rock really compared to, <laughs> I mean, like now they're like the, the Christian, uh, worship leaders, uh, but back then, their their music was a little more weird and a little more rockish. But still, like the, <laughs> they were pretty bland compared to what else was out there, even at the time, Christian wise. Right. And there was just these mass this massive protest uh, against against the Christian rock movement because it was satanic. <clears throat> I think Christians have a uh, like Christians in general, the general Christians, <laughs> have a a bad habit of assuming things that are loud or slightly dark automatically means bad, automatically means sinful. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like the, the argument against yeah. like Christian heavy metal music where they have like people going, they're like, well, that's how demons talk. <laughs> How do you know? How, I don't really think that is how demons talk. I think they talk That's more. That's how sweet. Hollywood has said. Yeah, demons. It's, talk. It's, all your stuff is based on movies you saw when you were a kid when you weren't supposed to. Like <laughs> my sister was into. She got me into some of it. Yeah, like rackets and drapes. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't like it just because I felt like I was being yelled at. <laughs> I'm just very sensitive. Please stop yelling at me. Just like, <laughs> but yeah, I remember her playing it, and and I don't think my parents had a problem with it. No, I you know I, I don't recall that either. Yeah, I don't remember them going. You stop listening to that rock music. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, KY Red says the whole ridiculous knee jerk chick track garbage makes it so much harder to discuss the real dangers of spiritual warfare and playing the actual demonic stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's lumped mm -hmm. everything into being discerning. Um, <clears throat> I remember, I'm, I'm curious if you remember, I don't think we've talked about this since it happened. But as I was writing this, I remembered uh, the dad of one of the kids in the youth group was given permission to take over youth for a week. Or maybe it, was, it might have been a whole month where mm -hmm. he was talking about, I remember one specific, uh, one specific Wednesday, he was talking about all the different companies in America that donate directly to the church of Satan and how we should avoid all these brands. Do you remember that? It was Mindy's dad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I, he like he went on this whole like this huge list, and you know since then I've researched at least some of those. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> what, are you See, what are you talking I'm about? Like, they have to disclose what they give. To. They don't. They might give to things that are, you know, not specifically Christian, like things that Christians you know are against. But that's mm -hmm. all companies really these days. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but it's like oh, these are directly. <laughs> these are all led by Satanists. They're all they're all active See, in the Church of Satan. When I was, I I remember Disney being a big. No, yeah. no, for a while. That was the big boycott from the Southern Baptists. Yeah. And that was, yeah, I think that affected me more than anything else. And, that and was... I don't even know if, I feel like we still watched Disney movies. It was just like the new ones. 
But we still had everything that we had up to then. We just weren't going to get any more <laughs> yeah. until after this storm yeah. passed. But we weren't going to boycott them from our And it could have home. been my parents just oh, like okay. using that. No, you can't go to the movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It was just their excuse they used, you know, to save some money. We're out of money. I mean, uh, they're demons. They're bad. It's a demon bad. movie. <laughs> um. But I can remember my, so I recently watched Anastasia and that was like one of my favorite movies. Was that a Disney movie? See, I don't think it was. No, but I feel like it's on Disney. Is it? But (laughs) I remember watching it and loving it and watching it all the time, singing to the songs, because that was my big thing. If it had good music, I loved it. That was a a 20th Century Fox. So it's on Disney now because they bought out 20th Century Fox, but it was not a Disney movie. But I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is dark. This is really, like he legit was, you know, portrayed as a sorcerer and... Mm -hmm. And I think he was in real life, like the character. The Rasputin was like actually, yeah, Rasputin, a yes, bad guy, yes. And but I remember just loving that movie and watching it. And I watched it recently, and I'm like, nope, my kids aren't watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mosaic Fan Art says the old Disney movies are so much worse. Go back and we watch, we rewatch Jungle Book. Um, yeah, a lot of that was the problem. I think I've. And still to this day, the problem that I have with most Disney movies is that they have at least one scene mm-hmm. that will be traumatizing to children <laughs> in every single one of them for some reason. Or maybe not every single one of them, but almost all of them. Yeah. But like any movie that I can think of, even like the Pixar movies and stuff like Inside Out, you got the big scary clown monster thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, the freaking worst in in movie villain of all time, the nastiest conglomerate of zombie Ralphs creating this monster, soulless, eyeless, ugh, just seeing his skin crawl. Even like they, they pause and they're having a conversation with the monster like arm in the background and they have to keep animating it. So you see it in the background of just all these Ralphs just wiggling <laughs> together. I'm like, this is disgusting. I hate it so much. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like Dumbo, Dumbo had the, the, the neon like nightmare scene. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Like all, all of those have that kind of thing. So I, I kind of get mm-hmm. that if, 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 if you were against Disney movies because of that, because they always had to have a traumatizing scene or something terrible in them. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. But if it was for, uh, <laughs> if it was just because, well, Disneyland has a, a gay pride weekend. So that, I mean, that's kind of what sparked it. But at the same time, they also had like a Christian joy concert weekend. Mm-hmm. Same year. They were just kind of catering to all the different communities, which Everybody. you can understand. Uh, but yeah. So <laughs> let's um, go quick. In actuality, for anyone not familiar with D&D, uh, it's more akin to two famous, we talked about this, Chronicles of Narnia, Lord of the Rings. The only difference is people play through the story themselves. It's a board game. It's also telling the story as you play in the simplest terms. Uh, now, today, you don't really hear that much from the church about... Uh, 
how that's giving your soul to Satan. Today, mostly older Christians uh, or those raised in stricter homes, they worry about something else. The fears that D&D triggers uh, antisocial tendencies, violence, suicidal thoughts, things like that. Uh, and that's kind of been a major reason Christians avoid tabletop RPGs uh, altogether. Influenced kind of by originally what the fears were, and then just they've never done any more research on it. It's just like, mm -hmm. let's block that part off. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the last 30 odd years, a growing mountain of evidence has continuously and increasingly showed that that fear is uh, unfounded. Uh, Sarah Lynn Bowman and Andreas Leiberoff, uh report in their survey, Psychology and Role-Playing Games, concerns about potential ill effects of immersion in non-digital fantasy games have largely been dismissed in the research literature. For instance, a casual analysis of suicide statistics does not support the notion that role players of a, uh, as a group have a higher rate of suicide or symptoms related to self-harm. When compared to groups of non-players, no differences have been found in relation to depression, suicidal ideation, uh, psych, psychotic, I can't say this, uh, going psychotic, being psychotic. There we go. Going, turning psychotic, extroversion, neuroticism. Uh, in fact, instead of encouraging antisocial tendencies, tabletop RPGs can actually serve as a highly effective means of promoting mental, social, and emotional wellness, developing character that, uh, is not only healthy, but biblically laudable. Uh, so that last bit is actually a quote from Jacqueline Parrish, one of our writers and uh, partners at Love Thy Nerd. Uh, for more on D&D, &D, why it's important, how it can be beneficial to church culture, I'd encourage you to visit lovethynerd.com slash D, the letter N, D, uh, all letters. Uh, and you'll see several articles from Jacqueline as well as a slew of other resources from our amazing content creators. Um, but as I said at the beginning, the concerns uh, aren't always unwarranted, and we will touch on that later this week. But as for this conversation, uh, I think we're we're going to be wrapping this up. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to jump into the late 90s and talk about Harry Potter. Uh, but for today, we're out of coffee, so we got to get going. But before we go, let's get our verse of the day. <laughs> I'm not used to reading. <laughs> I'm not used to reading naturally as a human would. <laughs> but before we go. <laughs> I'm going to request to pre-read all this. Pre-read everything. You don't have time for that. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's by testing, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's the worst when you mess up the Bible verse, right? It comes with a little <laughs> twinge of guilt. And with that, Monday's in the bag. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine, nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined over at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to the channels and roles section and click on Rise and Shine, nerds to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Dater. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs>